So welcome to the League of Women Voters 2016 election coverage. I am Helen Hutchison with the League of Women Voters of California. The League of Women Voters is a trusted organization that encourages informed and active participation in government. We do not support or oppose candidates or political parties. This is one of a series of forums to showcase candidates for U.S. Congress, the California State Senate, and Assembly. Members of the audience are encouraged to submit questions for the candidates. There are lead members circulating with um, index cards, um, and they will both pick up your cards and provide them for questions. Um, in this program, we're going to be hearing from candidates for the State Senate, and so I'm going to introduce the candidates from your left, as Nancy Skinner and Sandra Swanson. Each candidate will have an opportunity to give a two-minute opening comment, and then we'll ask each of them the same questions. With, and with the questions, there's one minute to answer, and we'll alternate who gets to answer. At the end, each candidate will be allowed to make a two-minute closing statement. Our timer is right here in the front, and we'll indicate when the timing ends. Um, hold up signs. 30 seconds and 15 seconds and 30 seconds. Okay, so we got that. Okay, so we're time for the um, from time for the opening statements, and we'll start first with Ms. Skinner. Thank you. Thanks, uh, the Women Voters, for hosting this, and thank you all for being here. Good morning. Um, it's great to start out the day in my hometown, Berkeley, and I see uh, someone I've known for years and years, Gail Zupis, a longtime disability rights activist. Uh, there in the back. Um, I've been a social, environmental, and economic justice activist for more than 30 years. I got started with my community involvement and my activism here at Cal as a student. And uh, while I was a student at Cal, for those of you who are bears, you may be familiar with the program DECAL, which uh, promotes student-initiated courses. I started that when I was uh, academic affairs vice president, student government official. I also helped found the Union of Graduate Student Instructors, and was one of the leaders in our effort to divest UC funds from the racist apartheid regime in South Africa. I got elected to the Berkeley City Council when I was a grad student. I've also served the East Bay on the East Bay Regional Park District Board and as your state assembly member. And it was a privilege to be the assembly member for the most progressive district in California. And in doing so, I pride myself, and I'm very proud, on the things that I was able to deliver for our very progressive constituents. I authored groundbreaking bills to prevent gun violence, including the gun violence restraining order that exists now, and the ban on those kits that people use to convert their regular guns into assault-type weapons. And I earned the endorsement of the Brady campaign to prevent gun violence as a result. I took on law enforcement who were leaving rape kits on shelves, and thus rapists and sexual assault criminals not getting prosecuted so I carried the successful bill that required them to test those kits. And I took on big corporations like Amazon, and I closed corporate tax loopholes, and with that bill, have bringing in now a billion dollars a year to help fund our schools and services, and I'm happy to talk to you about the other things as we ask questions and proceed with this forum. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Swanson. Well, thank you so much. First of all, let me apologize. I think I have a stomach flu or something, you know, so bear with me. But thank you all, thank you Lee for, uh, for inviting us to come. Uh, I served in the uh, State Assembly for uh, three uh, consecutive terms uh, and uh, I championed 
what I felt was uh, issues that related to the district that I was representing, uh, like the questions of affordable housing. Uh, I am the only candidate in this race that supported uh, keeping redevelopment agencies and the funding for affordable housing into in the, uh, the city of Oakland, Richmond, and Berkeley. Uh, I did that because I, I thought that uh, given our affordability uh, crisis, uh, redevelopment funds were crucial uh, to that. I led the efforts uh, and put in landmark legislation to deal with human trafficking. Human trafficking uh, is modern-day slavery. Uh, I put in more bills than any other state legislator uh, at the time on, the, on that question. My campaign currently is endorsed by Congresswoman Barbara Lee by the incumbent Senator Lonnie Hancock, by the California Teachers Association, and the California Nursing Association. And that's because I support universal health care and have fought for uh, health care programs in the legislature. And it's also because I have prioritized schools, making sure that uh, California not is in the bottom 10 percentile of per pupil expenditures, but they're in the top 10 percentile. Uh, I like to do what I can to support uh, some reasonable uh, uh, relief for student loan debt. I think students should be able to refinance uh, their debt, and I think uh, uh, college should be free. Community college should be free. Uh, California needs to get back to making education part of the image of the Golden State. I look forward to your questions. Thank you so much. Thank you both. Um, this first question, we're going to start with Mr. Swanson and then go to Ms. Skinner. Um, and the question has to do with homelessness. So what are your plans for tackling homelessness? And in particular, what do you see as the federal, state, and local roles in housing for our citizens? Sure. Community members, not just citizens. Sure. Well, first of all, I think the homelessness problem should be considered as a statewide problem. I think the solution has to include uh, uh, you know, a coalition of urban areas coming together and figuring out how do we as a state and as a moral uh, imperative address this question of homelessness. Uh, with reference to uh, the issue of, uh, of, of housing, uh, like I said, that uh, when the legislature had before it the monies for affordable housing, they were be and we have to vote on them as legislators. Uh, I voted to keep those monies. My opponent, for her reasons, voted to eliminate those monies. I'd like to go to Sacramento to be able to get Sacramento to re-engage their obligation to the people of this state to make sure affordable housing money are in fact available. People are getting pushed out of homes that they, uh, that, that, uh, cities that they want to live in because we don't have affordable housing. Uh, and that is uh, a very important challenge for us and a crisis for many families. Thank you. Ms. Skinner? Thank you, yes, housing in our, uh, in California, throughout California, but also in the East Bay and the Bay Area, is a crisis. Not only there's not enough housing, there's also not enough affordable housing. Now let's deal with this question of redevelopment that my colleague brought up. Taking redevelopment, and it, it was a false promise between affordable housing and funding our schools. Redevelopment took a portion of our property taxes that was otherwise used to fund our K through 12 schools. And it was then utilized by many cities not to do affordable housing, 
but to build Walmarts to support football stadiums and NBA stadiums. Berkeley, for example, has not used redevelopment funds to build a bit of affordable housing in over 30 years. So redevelopment was a false promise. But we do need, as the state, to make housing a priority and to serve our homeless. And I think some of the things we need to do, we need legislation that would protect our single-room occupancy hotels, which is some of the units that now are provided for homeless people. But we also need to calculate what would be the cost to house our homeless communities in the East Bay, and we'll talk more about it. Okay, so the next question goes first to Ms. Skinner. What is the relationship between farming and water in California, and what would you do as a legislator to support the farming communities and address the California water issues? And so agriculture is 80%, minimum of 80% of the water use in California. And interestingly enough, while the drought was happening, well, there was a lot of, uh, if you drove down 95 or 99, you saw these big signs. In fact, ag did not reduce its use of water during the drought. And water use went up, ag's profits went up. So what we need to do is we need to work with the federal government because many of the, the water rights that ag has is through federal law, which the state has limited control over. But we also need to speed up Finally, the state of California, and I was I voted on this bill, is now regulating the removal of groundwater. So that's the wells uh, they're drilling in San Joaquin and other places. And but those enforcements or those regulations don't go into effect for another four years. And you may have just seen the recent reports that show that the San Joaquin Valley in the last year has had more wells drilled than it had in years previous. So we need to do better. Thank you, Mr. Swanson. Well, I think it's important for us to remain, uh, you know, conservationists. Uh, that, that we conserve water, we must do that. We also got to, but we have to protect the delta. It's really important that whatever solutions we pursue, we protect the delta. And uh, and I think that uh, agriculture obviously is important to California, and so we have to do what we can uh, to work with the industry. But they also have to pay their way and the burden that has to be put on all of the Californians. Let me just add this to this redevelopment statement since my colleague made, made it good. <coughs> Oakland is in this district, and Oakland was using redevelopment monies uh, to develop affordable housing. 8,000 jobs was lost uh, when my colleague and others ended redevelopment. In Richmond, 2,000 jobs was lost, and a lot of uh, affordable housing opportunity this is not anything we can gloss over. People are hurting in our community, and we have to have a, a greater commitment to find affordable housing. Thank you. Um, okay, next question, Mr. Swanson first. Um, what have you done and will you do to end hunger and poverty in, in this district? Well, I, I believe that, uh, that, that hunger, poverty, and health care sort of run together. And so when we're in the legislature, we have opportunities to address this question uh, on, on different levels. Uh, I remember when we had the Healthy Families Program, which served 740,004 kids. This program gave market rate uh, health care reimbursement to many single uh, parent homes uh, for these children. Now, I voted to keep that program. My opponent voted to kill that program. I think that on the campaign trail, we say a lot of things. 
we make a lot of promises. But when we have a record as legislators, you have to hold us accountable to those records. If we go to Sacramento and we vote against funding for health care for poor children, then we can't sit here and say to you that we're committed to poverty. You know, so what we do in the legislature is important. I also uh, will answer later, the time is up, uh, more than I've done for at-risk kids and, and for families, but uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Ms. Skinner? Yes, let's deal with hunger specifically. We have many, many people, families, children, students, who are have food scarcity right here in our district because of cost pressures. And one of the key programs that California and the whole country has to help those people is our food stamps, our CalFresh program. And yet California had many obstacles to it. I carry a number of bills to expand the ability for people to access our CalFresh program, and let me mention a few. Number one, I eliminated, as budget chair, the lifetime ban that California had in place on nonviolent drug felons from being able to ever, they or their families from ever being able to access CalFresh. I eliminated that. I also carried a bill that made it easier for families to get food stamps when they applied, when their children went to school and they got the free and reduced lunch, the same application went to the county to get them food stamps. And finally, I changed the rules so that students here at City College, at Cal, everywhere, are now have access to food stamps rather than being eliminated from the program. Thank you. Um, next question, first to Ms. Skinner. How would you address campaign finance reform and restore a voice to voters? Thank you. Campaign finance reform is very important. We need publicly financed elections. Our elections would be, uh, we would spend less money, they would cost less. You know, part of the reason that elections cost so much is because all the different entities that are involved in them take a cut off each activity in the, uh, you know, we candidates, whether it's uh, graphics that we produce or mail that we send out or these independent expenditures, everybody's taking a cut. And if publicly financed elections, there would be less of that. I've supported every bill that has been before the legislature to both put on the ballot and to put into place publicly financed elections in California. The only thing we've been successful so far is the voters did pass the measure that allows us to use public financing for our Secretary of State, but we need to expand that and we need to have public financing for all of our elections. Mr. Swanson. Oh, thank you. Uh, my campaign is endorsed by Senator Lonnie Hancock, uh, who's an incumbent, and I supported Senator Hancock every move to uh, try to control uh, uh, campaign finance spending. Uh, also, I said to my, to my colleagues in the legislature, when we were discussing the question of changing California's primaries to the top two, uh, instead of Democratic primaries, Peace and Freedom Party primaries, and the like. I said at the time is that that was going to bring a lot of money into the race because you're going to have Democrats running against Democrats, uh, you know, throughout uh, a, a very long campaign uh, period of time. So the top two uh, uh, primary, I oppose that uh, as something that was going to bring a lot of money uh, into the, the campaign uh, arena. And uh, I was right, we've done that. I support public financing of campaigns. Uh, I think that uh, this should be 
we, we, money should not be the deciding factor in any campaign. It should be the issues, it should be your record of service, and, and, and that's what I've tried to pursue. Thank you. Next question for Mr. Swanson first. Yes. What have you done or will you do to end mass incarceration and build a criminal justice system that truly delivers justice and improves community safety? Well, our prison system, our prison system is broken. Uh, uh, our prison budget is outpacing our higher education budget because we have refused to deal with real uh, uh, rehabilitation. Refuse to deal with psychiatric care. Refuse to deal uh, with substance abuse. We recycle our prisoners at a rate of 70 to 75 percent in our prison system. Sixty thousand dollars a year for the same prisoners over and over again. Indeterminate sentences. Uh, Money's billions of dollars that could go into education to support our schools is being spent on our broken prison system. And I would make a commitment going to Sacramento to try to fix that system and to try to make sure when people come back in this community that we have programs to receive them, that we also go into prisons, and I visit prisons, uh, to talk to these inmates before they're released so we can make sure they can successfully integrate into society and we can give them opportunities like jobs and other kind of training opportunities. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Ms. Skinner? Thank you. One of the focuses of my work while I was in the assembly was to correct our very, very unjust and discriminatory criminal justice system and to start to put justice back into that system, which is sadly not there. And it's impacted black and brown people far worse than the rest of the population in California. Some of the things that I did, we found that our Guards at the youth facilities and our state facilities were extending the time that youth were serving by giving them time ads as a punishment. That was keeping those youth in for five, six years when it was anticipated that perhaps they would only spend a year to a year and a half. I carried the bill that eliminated their ability to do time ads within four and a half years of its passage. That population was cut in half. I also Young people have the right to have their records sealed, and yet we made it very complicated. We charged them fees to have their records sealed. We made them go through a ridiculous process. In the budget, I eliminated both of those, so youth could have their uh, records sealed and thus help stop their recidivism because they didn't have to carry that albatross around their neck. I'll talk about it more later. Thanks. Um, next question is um, Skinner first. So given the ongoing revenue challenges faced by the state in funding essential public services, would you consider sponsoring a Proposition 13 reform bill like that proposed by Senators Hancock and Mitchell last year that would close some of the loopholes in Prop 13? Absolutely, but let me finish with the prison issue. Um, also established a $100 million recidivism reduction fund in the budget and that money was specifically to provide support to community-based organizations that provide job training, housing assistance, and other assistance to our formerly incarcerated because we are sending many folks back home. Correctly, we're sending them back home, but we need to provide them the support so they can thrive. Now, on Prop 14, Senator Mitchell and Senator Hancock's bill was not the first attempt. There's been numerous attempts to fix what's called the split role. Commercial properties are, let's 
Prop 13 is a corporate tax giveaway. That's what it is. And until we correct it, we're never going to be able to adequately fund California's schools and our essential services. I absolutely would carry such a bill. And not only that, I would help put together the coalition to put it on the ballot. Because if we can't get it through the legislature, we need as citizens to put it on the ballot and fix it and make California finally able to fund its education properly. Thank you. Mr. Swanson? Well, thank you. Yes, I would also uh, be prepared to carry those bills uh, and support of that movement. But I don't want people to think that when we approach, you know, a fix to Proposition 13, that that's going to solve all of California's financial woes. I think that we have to re-examine how we do things. And the status quo, to me, is unacceptable. Prisons, we accept a 70% recidivism rate in prisons. It is unacceptable. <clears throat> We're wasting money when some other states have a 25% recidivism rate. So the answer isn't always taxing the public. What we have to do is make sure that we are holding true to our responsibility to make sure that the billions of dollars that we're spending in this broken system uh, is returned to, to voters and returned to the general fund. And we have to make sure that other things that we're doing in this state, that we streamline the bureaucracy so that we are not spending wastefully uh, in this state. And I will add to that answer as we go forward. Thank you for this. So um, this is the last question. Um, and goes first to Mr. Swanson. Um, now that we've got the climate bills, SB 32, AB 197, and AB 1388, signed into law, what are the next steps? What climate protection legislation is next to ensure continuing progress? Well, I'll tell you that, that uh, I've always felt that there is not, there doesn't have to be competition between those that, that those that advocate the environment. I, I had bills that dealt with uh, uh, protecting our kids from uh, pesticides uh, uh, spraying their schools. I have passed bills on illegal dumping, on wetland restoration. But I think it's important for the general public to also see the connection between uh, taking care of the environment and also creating jobs. Making sure that our, our movement for green jobs and, a green, and the green of our economy also benefits communities, communities of diversity, communities uh, with high unemployment rates, so that people see the connection. And if they make the connection between jobs and a clean environment, then I think that we will we'll, we'll grow in, in support and would we'll, and we'll, and we'll make it easier for us to accomplish that goal. Uh, so so let's, let's work on the greening of California as we also work on full employment in the industries that are created by the Green New Deal. Well, what's really great about California is not only are we world leaders in climate protection and on renewable energy, Californians support it. Every poll shows, every income level, every type of person, they support California's climate leadership. And why? Because Californians understand that the same things that are causing greenhouse gases cause air pollution. And so everything that we do to correct, to decarbonize our economy and get off fossil fuels is also cleaning our air. 
And I'm very, very proud of the legislation that I carry. For example, on this issue of, of jobs in the economy, the solar industry now has more jobs in California than all of our utilities combined. And I carried the bill that doubled rooftop solar in California and also um, increased our commitment to produce electricity from renewable sources. And I'm very proud to have the Sierra Club's endorsement and the California League of Conservation Voters' endorsement. Okay, um, so now it is time for closing statements and we're going to do reverse order. So Mr. Swanson, you're first, two minutes. Thank you. Uh, just a quick, on the solar industry, they create jobs, but only 3% of those jobs go to minorities. And we have to make sure that everyone is invested in these opportunities and that the community see the relevance of this effort. If you don't have them involved, then they're not going to engage because people are trying to live and they want to be part of a growing industry. Thank you very much for this opportunity to close. I have had a, a progressive record of service for many, many years. Starting my career with Congresswoman Barbara Lee and working on the Shirley Chisholm campaign and the like. But now we're in one of the most progressive districts in the state. And the issues that are important for this community have to be represented in Sacramento. Issues of affordable housing. When the issues come up, you have to vote this district. That means you vote to fund affordable housing. You don't vote to eliminate the money. When issues around poor kids come up, you vote to fund health care for poor kids, not to eliminate it. When issues around schools come up, you vote not to suspend Prop 98, you vote to keep it in place, make it difficult on the legislature so that they have to go take money out of the prison budget and somewhere else. That's what the people in this district expect their representative to do. I understand budget games, and I understand how politicians during the course of a campaign will say anything uh, to people. But look at our voting records, and look at whether or not we were fighting for this community when it counted. Both of us have legislative records, and those legislative records say more about what we're gonna do in the future than what we might say on the campaign trail. And so I'm proud of this record. I'm proud to be, uh, to have lived in this district all of my life. And I'm proud to have been part of a progressive agenda that will not compromise on life questions that deal with poverty, senior citizens' uh, benefits, or the benefits of, of, of those in need. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share my thoughts with you. Thank you very much. Ms. Skinner. Thank you. I'm an effective progressive who has delivered, not only for the East Bay, but also for all of California. We need rhetorical leadership, and we need leadership that gets things done. And I feel very proud of what I was able to accomplish as legislator, and I didn't do it alone. Many of the best things I carry were brought to me by great individuals and organizations in this community. For example, the Ella Baker Center is who brought me the bill to cut the use of time ads by the prison guards, which, which reduced our youth population in half there. And it was the Brady campaign that brought me some of my best gun violence prevention bills, for example. But I'm very proud of being able to close corporate tax loopholes and then bring funding into California that would allow us then to restore programs like Healthy Families, which has now been restored. As budget chair, 
I helped facilitate the largest increase in funding for preschool and childcare in California, which is beginning to put California on a path to universal preschool and childcare for our zero to four-year-olds, something I'm committed to if voters are willing I serve you in the state Senate. I made real progress on criminal justice reform, as I described. I got the bill passed requiring law enforcement to test those rape kits so that we prosecute, so we catch and prosecute rapists and sexual assault criminals. I stood up to PG&E and other utilities to double rooftop solar and increase our renewable energy. And unlike my colleague, I voted yes with Planned Parenthood to expand access to reproductive services for all of the women in California. And I'm very proud of having the endorsement of Robert Reich, Civil Rights Leader Dolores Huerta, Congressman George Miller, now the National Organization of Women, Planned Parenthood, Sierra Club, Equality California, the East Bay Stonewall Democratic Club, and the majority of Democratic clubs here in the East Bay, the California Federation of Teachers, and many, many others. And I would be proud to have your support, and I look forward to serving you, voters willing, in the state Senate. Thank you both. On behalf of the League of Women Voters of Berkeley, Albany, and Emeryville, I thank the candidates for their participation today. For more information about the election, please visit VotersEdge.org. It's created in, by Maplight in partnership with the League of Women Voters of California. Again, VotersEdge.org. You can see your own personalized ballot. Members of the League do the hands-on work to safeguard democracy. We invite you to join with the men and women in the League to help make democracy work. Find a League member around, with, find a button, and we can tell you how to join us. Thank you very much.